We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Super Bowl preview time here on Rotoviz OT. We did our Dynasty show on Monday, Sean. We got a little bit of an itch after the show, talking a little bit about the Super Bowl. I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. A couple of days out here from the big game. Patrick Mahomes has had a historic start to his NFL career. I, I titled the show maybe two weeks ago, Sean, The Legend of Patrick Mahomes. But that legend is only going to grow bigger this weekend if he wins the Super Bowl. We like to compare the greatest players of all time. And it's kind of fitting that Tom Brady announced his retirement this past week. That being his retirement for the second time. We'll see if that holds firm. It feels like this time it is more finite than it uh, was previously. But if Mahomes wins his second Super Bowl this time around, I think it'll start to get interesting in those conversations and those debates. And I think we're well on our way at that point to Patrick Mahomes being the greatest NFL quarterback of all time. Interestingly, Sean, the Super Bowl, you get to with the Chiefs that they don't win it was actually Tom Brady on the other side that gets the W there as well so a little bit of a linkage between both teams but Sean being a Kansas City Chiefs fan they have had a nice run over the last couple of years and the reason I thought of the Mahomes and Brady comparison to start today's show is we're probably getting pretty close to the stage that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are becoming the New England Patriots here of the modern generation I guess we'll say it's going to be tough on the AFC side We've talked about the talent of the Bills, the talent of um, you know, the Bengals and so on and so forth. And it's going to be a challenge for them to get back to this spot. Maybe, I think, actually a lot tougher than it was for the Patriots, but they have shown the, the ability to do it early in his career. Super Bowl coming up, Eagles, Chiefs, very, very even in terms of the betting markets, in terms of different ways to look at the game. But Sean, a Kansas City Chiefs supporter, how are you feeling kind of? three four days away from the game is there is there nerves are you you're usually a pretty steady when it comes to these things you usually what you'll say is the the other team is definitely the favorite and you know the Chiefs have no chance here but how are you feeling as we approach the game better now that it seems like some of the Chiefs players are getting healthier if they had had to play without the week in between it would have been tough you think back to that Super Bowl against the Buccaneers where the Chiefs had been the better team all season and not by a small margin. They were the significantly better team, but injuries had really ruined that offensive line, made it a very bad matchup 
against the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. You talk about the greatest of all time, certainly Brader winning that Super Bowl head-to-head with Mahomes and winning it without Bill Belichick is sort of that final feather in his cap to push him to a level where it's going to be very difficult for anyone to ever hit that. Now, if someone is going to do it, it's almost certainly going to be Patrick Mahomes, who is a better overall player. And so you're talking about having basically a a Peyton Manning plus type of guy who gets to be with Andy Reid. And so for so many years with the Patriots there, you have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady together. Belichick putting an elite defense with what Tom Brady is able to do as a game manager at times and then an explosive quarterback at times. You think about the almost undefeated season. You think about some of the runs with Randy Moss and Wes Welker. You think about some of the runs with Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. And there are times in there where the Brady offense is similar to what Mahomes can do with the Chiefs right now. It looks like what Mahomes will be able to do is sort of that top level every year, even in situations like this where receivers aren't healthy, receivers underperform. You move a Tyreek Hill and yet Travis Kelsey is able to elevate even from the already incredible levels he was at before and become very clearly the greatest tight end of all time, one of the best overall receivers of all time. When you have that mix and then you bring in a rising defense, and this is one of the things that kind of flew under the radar at times during the season, but you have Chris Jones, possibly the best defensive player in the NFL. There may be four or five guys that are bigger talents and bigger impact players on a per play basis, but Chris Jones right up there. When you have that type of defensive player and then you add a George Karloftis around him, you have a secondary that plays with the discipline that they played against the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game. As an example, you have a linebacker core that is athletic and can handle multiple types of game environments. This Chiefs defense, not quite to the level of some of the other top teams, but one of the reasons why this season felt like it was going to be the power teams against each other in the semifinals, against each other in the Super Bowl, is that you're talking about teams that have managed to put together the best offenses and the best defenses. And so you don't necessarily have to look at it and say the team has to win through this or win through that. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles side of the ball. You have Jalen Hurts, who has been elite in the passing game after they add A.J. Brown. You're talking about this trio of Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. Then especially when Hurts is there, he's a running QB, but that also unlocks this trio of, I mean, vaguely underwhelming running backs, at least Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott. And we love Gainwell, but really he was disappointing this season. Miles Sanders, a little bit of a breakout. We know that he can be a guy who, especially with that Hurts rushing threat, is a big weapon. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the Eagles, the best pass defense, at least before you adjust for the quality of competition. So that's something that we can look at as we go forward here. But this Super Bowl sets up to be potentially one of the all-time greats if the Chiefs players can get healthy and make it through the game. One of the things you're looking at with a Kadarius Tony and a Judas and the Schuster, which at the time we record, it looks like they're going to play. It's a huge difference, though, if they play the first couple of possessions or if they play the entire game. Based on what these guys have been over the last several years, even if they start this game, you're probably pretty skeptical that they make it all the way through. If the Chiefs are pretty limited in the fourth quarter, again, 
All of this sets up for building that Patrick Mahomes legend even higher, but it also sets up for a Philadelphia Eagles victory. It does, and I'm going to let you know, you mentioned the Patrick Mahomes legend. I'm going to let the listeners know a little bit about how maybe Jalen Hurts can... I guess, hey, There's a good start to the career, but you know the titles are what adds to the, the legendary part of it, and the easiest way to get in on the action for the big game is with Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and app, and they're making it even easier with a special pick for the big game. Starting on Thursday, the 9th of February at 10 a.m. Eastern, you'll be able to make a special pick on Jalen Hurts. All you have to do is higher or lower than 0.5 total yards. That is 0.5 yards. I'm going to get Sean's thoughts in a second to see if he thinks that he will be able to go over that mark. He literally needs one yard in the game to go higher, Pair that with at least one other correct pick, max bet $20. You can be taking home some serious cold hard cash. Sign up today with the promo code ROTOVIZ to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with the promo code ROTOVIZ to get your first deposit doubled to $100. Must be 18 plus and present in a state where Underdog operates. Terms apply. Concerned about your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ncpgambling.org. Sean, I mentioned there, one yard. 0.5 yards. I'm I'm pretty confident that he's uh, going to go over that total. What do you think? It's going to be a fantastic defensive performance by the Kansas City Chiefs. Sean hold, talked up the Chiefs to defense. lower there. <laughs> He talked up the Chiefs defense. I don't know if we're getting as, you know, talked up as much as keeping Hurts to that. But looking into the game now, Sean, diving in a little bit deeper, the one thing I want to see happen is the over-under, and this is set at 50.5 as we currently stand. We want to see a shootout here. I I know for you, you would like to see the Chiefs just cruise to a a victory here, but I want to see some points on the board. I think this has the potential. You mentioned there to be one of the all-timers. I think it could be fantastic. And, I do think it's going to be interesting. I'm, in, I'm very interested to get your thoughts based on, I think if we play this game 10 times, I mentioned earlier that it's kind of a 50-50 split in terms of the consensus for who will win this one. I think it's pretty close. I think you probably get 5-5 five, five or 6-4 either way. But the tricky part for me is to say who would win that edge of the 6-4, for example. But the one other thing that I do think about this game is I think it, it's incredibly close in terms of who could win I don't necessarily think the final score will be close. I think there's a chance that you know, if we see the Chiefs get ahead early, that could be a little bit tough for the Eagles to get back into it. And the other thing is, if and I know the Chiefs lean much more heavily on the pass and the run, but if you're made completely one-dimensional and you're up against this Eagles defense, I think that could be very, very tough to turn around. We've seen that in multiple games in the playoffs, although not against the same caliber of offense that we see from the Chiefs. We've seen they they be pretty much completely shut down by the the Eagles here and we've seen that throughout the NFL season as well we also know what Jalen Hurts can do in the ground and the Eagles are one of the best teams at really frustrating defenses you mentioned the the number of running backs they have in terms of the kind of tree-headed I guess we'll call it a tree-headed monster but the stuff they can do along with that fourth head being Jalen Hurts is uh is tough to stop so the big news I guess Sean this week and I know it's going to seem to some people like not big news but you mentioned the injuries to the wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs there's a chance that there's going to be most of that crew on the field, whether they're 100% healthy, 50% healthy, how they suit up. But McCall Hardman will not be available. He went to injured reserve this week, and that led also to uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire 
coming off injured reserve so another body for them to have there what are your thoughts how, how much do the the injury concerns lead into it from the the chief side for you and how much of a factor do you think that will have in the the overall uh final result of the super bowl it'll make a pretty big difference the chiefs could win even if they end up being very limited we saw that against the Bengals. But in the AFC Championship game, you have a great performance by the defense. You can't count on that level of play, that level of execution in each game. That game also occurs at Arrowhead, where you have the advantage of the crowd in creating these sacks against Joe Burrow, who's playing with some backup offensive linemen. We know that the Chiefs are one of the best teams in terms of sacks per game, in terms of hurries per game, in terms of battle balls and deflections. So you have that dynamic in a game where you have the home crowd, you have this arrowhead dynamic that if you haven't been there, you can't really tell what it's like. I mean, there was a long period of time where the Chiefs were one of these teams that is competing to set the all-time noise record sort of on a game-by-game basis. That won't be the case in the Super Bowl. So you're going to have some different challenges and you're going to have a Philadelphia Eagles team that is both more multiple and isn't dealing with the same level of injuries that the Bengals had. The Bengals injuries sort of counterbalanced some of the things that the Chiefs were dealing with and made that AFC Championship game not quite the level of shootout that it might have otherwise been. So I think the Chiefs are going to need to be healthy. It would be great if Legereus Sneed is okay. Again, as we record, he's still trying to clear the concussion protocol. That would give you another weapon in the defensive backfield when you're trying to figure out how you're going to contain A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Now, the Chiefs did a very nice job against Jamar Chase. T. Higgins had a solid game, but wasn't the kind of game that carried the Bengals all by himself. Can you go back out there and do that again against Brown and Smith? In the games where Brown and Smith have blown up individually or together, the Eagles more or less cruise to victory. Now, the exception there would be when Jalen Hurts is out and they lose that game to the Dallas Cowboys. But when you have Hurts, you have those receivers hitting, then it's going to be difficult. We'd love to see that, though. We'd love to see the shootout. For the Chiefs to win a shootout, those guys are going to have to be there. Now, The kind of stealth option who also will be back is Justin Watson. I think that he could have a big game in this one. One of the things that's interesting when you look at the game level similarity projections, so our match-based, our history-based projections for the fantasy players, and when you look at the passing matchup rater, which takes all of this advanced information from Sports Info Solutions in terms of how the receivers and the defensive backs, the defensive scheme match up, kind of how that's going to work out one of the things you definitely note is that it's difficult to see where the chiefs are going to get fantasy points other than travis kelsey and if you're not getting fantasy points from the players then i mean that does mean that you're probably not getting a huge reality impact so the chiefs are potentially going to struggle to find spots to score if they don't have some guys who are deeper players make some plays one of the things that the passing matchup raider suggests is that this is actually a decent matchup for Sky Moore compared to the rest of the Chiefs guys. Really doesn't like Kadarius Tony. Really doesn't like Juju. Really doesn't like MVS, who was the big play guy for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. If he doesn't come out and have the best game of his season and possibly even sort of rescue his career, when you look forward at the Chiefs cap situation and their need to re-sign Orlando Brown, the most obvious thing is that the Chiefs will probably go and cut MVS. If he's a Super Bowl hero, that becomes more difficult. 
So he could do it, but also Watson, a big body speed receiver, a vertical receiver. They're going to need some kind of wow plays in this game if they want to compete with this Eagles team. The Eagles are just so difficult to take away everything they do. The other part of it is even if those guys don't make it all the way through, you do want to see the make it impact early. Ben and I talked a lot in the AFC Championship game preview that every possession was going to be so important. I mean, that's a fairly straightforward and obvious point, but that the scoring early can really dictate what happens later on and what the different teams are able to do. If you have the team that wins the toss, go out and score, stop, score, then all of a sudden the Super Bowl is very skewed in terms of what the trailing team is going to have to do, the play calling that they're going to have to employ to catch up. As you head toward halftime, if you get in a situation where a team can get the final possession, score, and then get the ball to start the second half, again, this is another area where you can get a very skewed dynamic that changes the outcome in, in such a dramatic way. For the Chiefs to win this going away, to control this game, they're going to need to be the team, obviously, that does that. And one of the things that will really help them there is you mentioned the Chiefs, really, any way you look at it, they're going to be one-dimensional. But the Eagles, if they get ahead, they can go to this dynamic and dominant rushing game. The Chiefs aren't as bad against the run as people tend to think, but we watched the Eagles run on this elite San Francisco 49ers defense and especially elite run defense, look more or less unstoppable. We know that to an extent, teams want you to run. It takes more plays to have that scoring drive. You have more chances to get third downs, which you may not convert. You have to get down there in the red zone and execute in the red zone. So there's so many more things that you have to do. But if you are the Chiefs, if you can't make the Eagles at least a little bit one-dimensional, and if you can't control the possessions in the game at least a little bit to where a three and out which again against this eagles defense when you're one-dimensional yourself a three and out is not unlikely you think back to what happened in last year's afc championship game in the second half against the Bengals and how the Bengals controlled that half of football so completely that i think is the big risk for the chiefs and probably the advantage that the eagles have is that if they get ahead in this game they can really control it in a way that Kansas City cannot. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and that was what I was going to come to next, Sean, was when we look at what 
the Eagles were able to do all season in terms of dominating games. I know we talked about it during the season being a little bit of a frustration at times where we would see, you know, the stars get pulled out a lot earlier or not have to continue to, to push the, the pedal as much as we would like for the fantasy points. But that also means that they were playing fantastic football. And most of the time it was on, on both sides of the ball. If we look through the entire season, only two teams, Sean, scored more than 22 points on them when I, I would say when things mattered we could factor in if we want the dallas cowboys game where the cowboys put up 34 points in week 16 of the season but that was one where they don't have jill and hurts and i don't know if there was a full uh, effort put in there by the eagles to you know it wasn't as important with the way the the rest of the schedule was playing out we looked through it, the first game of the season they they give up 35 to detroit but they also won that game 38 35 most teams are scoring in you know, single digits are into the, the low double digits throughout the season. But the other side of that is while they are holding those teams down, they are putting up you know, hammer blows on some of, of these teams, you know, into the high 20s, into the 30s, 35 against Pittsburgh, 40 against Green Bay, which was one of the other games where a team scored over 22, but it was 40 to 33 in that one, 35 on Tennessee, 48 on New York, on the New York Jets. You know, they, they're just dropping hammer blows and uh, putting games out of reach before we get into a situation in that fourth quarter where the games are close. So the concern here for the Chiefs is, like you mentioned, the Eagles put up a head of steam, but also are able to turn the ball over on the defensive side of the ball, which just was becomes, I think, a really tough day for, for an offense when you're not really able to keep control of the ball, but then it has been turned over the defenses under a huge amount of pressure in, in those situations. And the more we look into this game, as much as I want you to have a, a nice weekend and the, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, it starts to lean that a lot of the boxes in terms of how this game could play and how the game could, uh, you know, the outcome could evolve. I think a lot of those boxes are being ticked with a, a correct mark for the, the Eagles rather than for the Chiefs side of things. When we look at the Chiefs, I think the, the major factors are the two names that everyone will be talking about you mentioned the defensive side but it's going to be kelsey and it's going to be Mahomes. and it's a case i think if you don't see a big day in this one from kelsey it's gonna be very hard for them to come out on top do you fear like i said that this game could go a number of ways but there is a i think a realistic possibility for both teams because i don't think the eagles are that good at playing from behind we just haven't seen that much this season where they are behind um, that we could see a situation where the, the Eagles get up and, and they continue to to really to really put it on to a, a pretty beat-up Chiefs team at this point in time. That's definitely a possibility. One of the things that is so fun about this game is that despite the fact that you're talking about the two best teams in football, there are a ton of open questions. And I think when you have the two best teams and teams that have been so good on both sides of the ball, to still have so many question marks in some ways you could argue it's maybe unique. Now, the reason that we have these question marks are because of injuries. So on the Chiefs side of things, we talk so much about the receiver injuries because those happened most recently. But I mean, this really comes down to if Patrick Mahomes has taken a step forward in the two weeks here with his own ankle. Because if he looks like he looked against the Bengals and he made some fantastic plays against the Bengals, but if he is that limited in his mobility, He's not going to be able to extend plays in the same way. Now, he extended the play at the most crucial time. But you probably have one of those plays in you, and it's probably safe for if the game is tied at the end, 
if he's as limited as he was. But the other thing there, you can't extend the plays as long, and so you have to have some throwaways. Maybe you get some sacks. All of those drives are going to be worse than they would have been. And then we did watch how without the ability to drive off of his bottom half, that he wasn't as accurate. And if you're going to be not as accurate, if you can't maybe make the deep pass, then so much of what he does gets taken away. Again, I mean, if, if you're talking about Patrick Mahomes playing in these Super Bowls completely healthy, then I think that his record over the years is going to be very, very clean because he's just that good. It's so difficult to beat him when the Chiefs are solid otherwise. But again, the season, that's not the case. If he has taken a step forward, then I think you have to love the Chiefs' chances. On the Eagles' side of things, we also have a couple of question marks that are related to number one, injury. Because Jalen Hurts, also, it's not going to be as visible, but how limited he is in terms of his throwing motion and how, not actually limited, but the kind of game pressure recent reps are just very limited for this Eagles team because he misses that time down the stretch. He comes back. They beat the Giants so easily that he doesn't have to throw the ball successfully. You have the Brock Purdy injury, and they win the NFC Championship game so easily that he doesn't have to throw the ball. Before the Purdy injury, he played extremely poorly against the 49ers. And you say, well, I mean, the 49ers have this amazing defense. You miss A.J. Brown deep a couple times. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a bad game. And it doesn't. I mean, if they had needed him, he very probably would have rallied to make some crazy throws to Brown and Smith later in that game, but we don't know because they didn't have to do it. And in some ways that almost hurts them because they don't have that recent experience of having made those plays, the confidence in those plays. And the fact of the matter is that on the pass defense side of the ball, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to be a lot softer than what the 49ers were. He's going to have to make some of those passes. The other side of it is that on the defensive element we know that their pass defense has been crazy number one in the nfl in yards per cover snap but one of the things that really is strikingly different between the afc side and the nfc side is in the quality of the quarterbacks that you have to defeat to get to the super bowl and this isn't to take anything away from the 49ers because there are multiple ways to build teams and the 49ers built a team that was based on an incredible defense you know, almost unparalleled playmakers on the offensive side of the ball and a fantastic scheme. But the quarterback isn't there. And more or less across the NFC, the quarterbacks weren't there this season. It's one of the reasons that the Eagles and the 49ers were such heavy favorites that one of the two of them would make the Super Bowl. You contrast that with what the teams in the AFC have to deal with. And it's almost like two completely separate worlds. You go back through the Eagles schedule and yes, they compete in the best division in the NFC. So it's not like they're untested overall. We're not making that argument in any way, shape, or form. The Giants also make the playoffs. The Cowboys may be the next best team. The Commanders you know, would have made the playoffs if they had played Sam Howell or if they had been in any of the other divisions. There were you know, two different paths they could have done it there. But even when you're talking about the Commanders and the Giants, you're not talking about teams that pass the ball well. And so you look at what the Eagles have had to deal with this season, and especially I mean, you want to jump in mid-October, for example, and work forward. You play the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. You play the Steelers as they're trying to make this transition between quarterbacks. You play the Texans 
No elaboration is really necessary there. You actually get beaten by Taylor Heineke and the Commanders. You play the melting down Colts. Then you have a 40-33 victory over the Packers. So that's a shootout, not a game where you stop the opposing team. You play the Titans in a game where Ryan Tannehill is benched. You play the Giants. You play the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. Then you get back here to the Cowboys late and you give up 40 points. You come back around, you play the Saints and lose. Despite the fact that the Saints don't have any passing game, you play the Giants. And then in the postseason, you play the Giants and you play the 49ers. The thing that you note there is that those are not quarterbacks all the way through that are anything like Patrick Mahomes, with the possible exception of the Packers game and the Cowboys game. And those quarterbacks at this point in time are not close to Mahomes either. But also, those were not teams that the Eagles had any luck in stopping. So when you think about can it be a shootout despite all the things that the Eagles bring to the table, I think that it can. That kind of wraps back around to the very beginning that you opened us up with. We'd like to see points in this game. Again, if the, if the players can just stay healthy, we're going to have an amazing Super Bowl. Yeah, and you tied up a few things there that I was going to go into. The reason I set up with the games that they had won, I feel like this is a bit like we've seen outside of the Patriots when we were having those NFC, AFC Super Bowls where we were thinking if it wasn't a Patriots team that they hadn't really been challenged throughout the year, even though they had played the best off their conference. And I do have a little bit of a feeling that that could be the case with the Eagles this year because the teams that they have beat and the kind of scheduling luck, I guess, they have in terms of which quarterbacks they've had to face at certain points has been very favorable for them. Whereas the same, I, I think I talked on a recent show, Sean, where I asked if the Chiefs were more battle-tested or battle-ready for the Super Bowl based, based on who they had to play, who the challenges they had come through. But then I guess Eagles fans and, and the Eagles out there will say they have had to come through the Jalen Hurts injury regardless of that, had to pick up the wins, you have to beat who's in front of you, so on and so forth. The other part of it is A.J. Brown, Sean, and this may come back to haunt you, but you did mention on a recent show that you just want A.J. Brown to have you know something of a significant involvement, involvement in these playoffs. I think what you said was it would be a shame if he didn't have his moment and so far in the playoffs he has 14 targets for seven receptions for 50 yards and after the season that he had with 88 receptions nearly 1500 receiving yards 11 touchdowns monster season after his trade from the titans we want to see him involved there's only one game left in the playoffs, sean and it's going to be the super bowl i do think again going back to how the game can start out if it's a case where the run has been effective here in this game for the Eagles, the one thing you don't want to start seeing is those play action passes to AJ Brown down the field, to Devontae Smith down the field, and, and Dallas Goddard has looked good since he came back. But AJ Brown, he has been kept quiet. I think part of it is the game script that you mentioned already with those two kind of blowouts, the quarterback situation for the 49ers in the previous game. Still, though, true to those two games, the 14 targets is a lot lower than you would expect, and the seven receptions is certainly less than you would expect. Do you think we see a heavy dose of AJ Brown in this one? I do. I think, and I think, well, whether, whether he, I think he, there has to be a heavy dose of targets at, at minimum, whether they become effective and the chiefs can stop him. I think you have to have him as the main part of this game plan here for the, the Eagles after not really going to him the last two. It's just so different than where we were in the AFC championship game, where the chiefs have zero concern and respect for Joe Mixon. It doesn't matter what you do defensively. As soon as he runs into the line, you're going to make the tackle. And so you can spend so much on exotic blitzes. You can spend so much on doubling these receivers. 
the execution of the doubles in the AFC Championship game was so fantastic. You have the score by T. Higgins, which was one of the most beautifully thrown balls you will ever see. It was a nice play by T. Higgins to go up and get it. You have Jalen Watson, who had otherwise played a really good game as a seventh-round rookie DB, is beaten on that one, and Juan Thornhill is late in getting back over the top. Really, the single play in that game, other than the fourth and long conversion to Jamar Chase, where they were able to beat these doubles, A.J. Brown, another step up from T. Higgins. And so for young corners to handle him and handle his physicality, and we've watched all season how he's been able to more or less run deep, Hurts has lofted the ball up, he's run underneath it, even with the guy on him, has carried that guy, beaten the safety, either been able to break those tackles and get into the end zone or set up the Eagles in the red zone, in the green zone. Obviously then, when you have the dual threat ability of Jalen Hurts, the chances for a score very high. That's going to have to be a staple of what the Eagles do. We've watched as the Chiefs really handled a team that has similarities. When just a week ago, you know, everyone is talking about Joe Burrow as one of the greatest young quarterbacks in this unstoppable tandem of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, even though T. Higgins was coming off of a couple of duds. He bounced back. He had the big game. A.J. Brown coming off duds. He's going to come out and have, I think, a big Super Bowl. Even if the Chiefs win, I think that you're going to have A.J. Brown for 8-150 and 1. I mean, you're hoping it's like 8-150 and 1 and not like 11-200 and 2. And the chances for A.J. Brown to do to the Chiefs in this game what Jamar Chase did in Week 17 last year, I mean, that's that's in the mix in this game because that's one of the ways that, that the Eagles will win. The complicating factor here, again, you go to the passing matchup Raider, you see that A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, those guys are so good that you're not saying, okay, well, the matchup's not great, so they're going to be held down. But there are some challenges there. Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, the PMR likes the offenses to flow through them, and Goddard gives the Eagles really one more chip. I mean, not that Hayden Hurst is a bad player, but he's not Dallas Goddard. You have that in addition to all of the things that Hurst brings as a runner this is going to be a, a bigger challenge for a Chiefs defense that is going to have to play a good game. And now we're going to go into prediction time, Sean. It's going to be rapid fire. And I haven't mentioned to Sean that we were going to do this. So uh, it's going to be really rapid fire for Sean to think through these. Some fun questions, I guess. I'll say uh, this doesn't have to be a successful. So is there going to be a two-point conversion in this game? I think this is an easy one to start off with. The answer is yes. Do you want another easy one? Uh, fourth... Uh, fourth down touchdown in this game yes we're definitely going to see like three huge fourth down conversions yeah i think we're going to i think the i think the teams are just the the punters should just be given the the day off for both of these and just go for it in fourth down every time both teams need to maximize every opportunity to get those points so we go with that this may say who we think is going to win the game sean mvp chris jones oh well, I'm I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts here. I think that's uh, gonna be interesting to see where we go here with the final scores, Sean. So, defensive player getting the MVP. Are we getting a low score in Eagles' performance here? No, let's have both teams both teams in the 30s. And what's the Chiefs final 38, score? Eagles 35. That doesn't actually have the two point conversion that I mentioned. We'll go 38, 35 Chiefs. A, a missed two point conversion. 
It could technically they could miss a two point conversion, complete a two point conversion, and then we're back to there we go square one. So that can happen. That's why I didn't say at the start that it had to be a completed two point conversion. But both of these teams, I think, have huge potential to complete those. And the prediction that I had down is thirty one twenty seven to uh, to the Eagles. Sean, I think we're we're both just hoping for that shootout, and then obviously you're hoping that it falls your way. I'm hoping for a fun recap show next week. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but. Uh, I think it's going to be a, an awesome Super Bowl. Very excited for it. It's awesome when you see the teams that you really want, uh, you know, the best teams in the NFL making it there with the best players. Hopefully as many of these guys are uh, as close to 100% as possible. We all know that at this point of the NFL season, there is pretty much no such thing as 100% for these guys. So it should be an awesome match. We will, though, be back with another show before the Super Bowl. We are going to do our Dynasty Reanimators series episode that will come out on thursday so make sure you're subscribed to the road of his overtime podcast feed to get that if you're looking for more super bowl preview content sean and ben will have some conversations on stadium bananas later in the week regarding that as well so make sure you do check that out i'm going to give myself a shout out at the end of this episode sean offer earlier in the show was for the 9th of february which is thursday where that kicks off Thursday, the 9th of February, also my birthday. One year older on this planet, Sean. Starting to feel those years adding up very, very quickly. So, uh, yeah, that's coming this Thursday. But we will have a Thursday episode coming out as well. So you'll get to hear me on that day. I'm sure everyone will rejoice when they have the opportunity to hear that. But that is going to do it for this episode of the show. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at at Overtime Ireland. My co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. Check out Sean's work up on rotaviz.com. Until we are back, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.